This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by answering important questions like, yo, you you never watched Vanilla Sky or you seriously have never seen Pan's Labyrinth or how have you not seen The Karate Kid? What and all to have you not seen? I am your co-host Carson Betts, and I am your other co-host Caroline Thompson. This is a movie podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite films the other hasn't seen. We talk about it, and we go and we watch the movie, and then we talk about it some more. So, uh, hiya, karate chop! It's gonna be a good time. Yes, <laughs> karate chop. So, Caroline, I was fucking. Let's get into it. This because this one is absurd. Uh, why haven't you seen the Karate Kid? <laughs> Um, that's a really good question okay so like i feel like this is this is a like time in the 80s or like a time in film history that like i do have a couple pretty big gaps in because my folks are just old enough to not really have a ton of nostalgia for the eighties. You know, this is one of those movies that I feel like everybody saw because like their fucking parents were just like, sure. Watch this. And like, with this being like more of like a, more of a younger, like leaning film. Like, I think it's like probably fine for teens, but I, I definitely think it's one of those movies that like, if you watch this as a kid, it is like your favorite movie of all time. You know I, what I mean? I'll put it this way. I watched this movie a shit ton before I was like 12. Exactly. I don't think, I, I don't think I've seen it all the way through since I was 12. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just that thing where it's like, I mean, my dad was like far too old for it. My dad would have been like, pretty like, like in his twenties in the eighties. Um, and then my mom would have been like, she would have been like late teen, early twenties, depending on like what time the, in the eighties this was. So like, they just don't really have a lot of like nostalgia for like the, the kids stuff from the eighties. Um, so it was just one that like, they never sat me down and were like, okay, like you have to watch the karate kid. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to me, this lives in a very similar place to Goonies both yes, exactly. in, in terms of film history and also my heart and your relationship to it. Because like, if I think about it, yeah, my mom and uh, my mom and uncles would have been the perfect age. And as a child, I was partially raised by my grandparents. And so they would have been the parents of children who would watch these films when they were kids. So I just kind of got the collateral splashback of a lot of that. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. similar to me, a thing that I talk about on the podcast too, is that like, being the youngest kid, mm-hmm. like I talk to people who are like my own age. And like, when we talk about like, like kids movies and kids TV shows, I'm always like, even like a couple years, like the stuff that I remember very fondly from childhood is stuff that's even like a couple years older than like what a lot of other people, my age remember, because my sister is older. So like by the time 
by the time that stuff was popular, my sister was growing out of it. So like Mm. it was less prevalent in the household and also like, you know, me being a kid, I always wanted to like be more grown up. So like if my sister was like that movie's dumb or like that band is dumb or like whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. So like, I think, um, and both of my parents too are both the youngest on their respective sides of the family. So like, it is just that thing of like, they just were too old for it. So it just kind of never stuck. That, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay. So what do you know about the Karate Kid? I know that it is Ralph Macchio. Correct. As yeah. the titular Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. I know it is Billy Zabka as the uh, opponent from the Cobra Kai gym. Mm-hmm. Um which I know both because I watched a lot of how I met your mother back in the day. Um, ah. and, uh, also from like the, the, the now very popular and long running Netflix series. It started on yeah, YouTube, on it started on YouTube red oh. and then Netflix bought it. And then it, yeah, it was very similar to, uh, it's one of those Netflix and, things like you where, you know, it started somewhere else and then got bought and now it's like a big thing. Yeah. And so like, I know that like, like Cobra Kai has been going for like five or six seasons. Yeah. Hasn't it's, it? Like I, it has. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there's that. I know that the, uh, that the karate master's name is Mr. Miyagi. You know, the actor um, who plays Mr. Miyagi. I will instantly recognize him as Mr. Miyagi. I don't know mm-hmm. his name, though I probably should. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just know that uh, I know wax on, wax off. Uh, is, yeah, correct, correct. I think this is very like, uh, I think the relationship uh, he has with Mr. Miyagi is like the very like, you know, the kind of like traditional like, um like not even like arrogant, hot-headed kid, but just like, you know, the kid is like, why are you teaching me how to fight? And it's like, you have to learn, like, you know, you have to learn all of these like more basic life skills before you can even know what fighting's about, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, kind of like, not- Kind of like like the, the Luke Skywalker Yoda thing where it's like, you're not even teaching me how to defeat Darth Vader. You're just like yeah. teaching me how to like lift rocks. And it's mm-hmm. like- kid you gotta yeah you gotta lift rocks before you can fight sith lords exactly so yeah. i mean yeah i think that's pretty much all i know i know that they made sequels and one of them is uh it's the next karate kid and that's starring hillary swank mm, that's correct teenager, yep. but mm-hmm. um that's neither here nor there that's uh not this movie no no um neither is the jaden smith jackie chan uh remake in which he does kung fu um not karate pointedly yeah the best part of that movie could have just called it the kung fu kid and it would have you know probably would have been better as like a spiritual yeah yeah successor anyway um yeah i think that's pretty much all that i know about um the karate kid all right cool 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 all right well if that's all you know i think it's about time that we move on to our game for the week uh we're going to be playing one of my favorites that is the untitled letterboxd game if you're unfamiliar audience this is a game in which uh one of us scours the lowest rated reviews of the films that we're talking about on the uh movie website letterboxd uh, I've found three reviews. One of them is for the film we're talking about this week. One of which is for a different film. And the other one's for a different film. Caroline's going to try and figure out which one is for the karate kid. And she gets bonus points. If she can guess what the other two reviews, what, what movies, the other two reviews are signed for uh, Caroline. you ready. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Fantastic. 
<clears throat> uh, review number one uh, watched March 3rd. Oh, I should, I should specify half a star rewatched March 3rd, 2022. <laughs> and I'm going to read this as it's written. I hate anything to do with the blank name of the movie. Also, Kia is absolute shit. The people in my school say this is peak fiction. Peak fiction, my ass. What what was the thing you said? What is complete shit? <laughs> also, Kia is absolutely shit. The people in my school say this is peak fiction. Peak fiction, my ass. I'm reading it as it's written. Okay, I don't know what Kia mm-hmm. it's referring to, but okay, go on. <laughs> Another cult classic that never appealed to me. Always thought that name of an actor was a soft-bellied, sad sack of an actor. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, the third one, one star. Watch January third, twenty twenty-two. Uh, I we don't have enough time in this podcast for me to read the entire length of this review, uh, so I'm just going to read the beginning, which is. <laughs> Maybe, maybe my favorite beginnings to any one of the Letterboxd reviews I've ever read. Well, 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 name of movie, couldn't handle the heat and thought it could escape the jaws of my review. Well, guess what? You can run, but you can't hide. Let's begin. And then just like, just like two full scrolled pages. Oh my gosh. Of written review. Okay. Oh my god, I have no idea. Um, I don't think it's the second one, but that okay. But that's the thing is like all these letterbox reviews are like so unhinged that yeah. I'm like, well, clearly, it like clearly nobody would think of a really good group. the Karate Kid as a cult classic because it's not, and nobody would be like, fuck Ralph Macchio. Like I've always thought he was like a sissy because like he doesn't have like a huge like reputation you know what i mean yeah then again these reviews are always so unhinged and like off the mark for the most part that just like it's like well like can i really trust their judgment yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm gonna say number one is the karate kid all right. Okay. Lock that in. Mm, no, I'm going to say it's number three. I'm going to say it's number, number three. three. Okay. Ooh, Do you yes. have guesses for the other two? Um, no, no, I'm okay. good. I'm good. All right. I can't even. All right. Uh, Caroline, I regret to inform you. You are incorrect. Oh, was uh, it number one? It was number two. Oh, number two was another cult classic that never appealed to me. Always thought Rolf Matt, Rolf Macchio was a soft bellied, sad sack of an actor. <laughs> well, that's just the thing is it's like, I don't think people, cause like Rolf Macchio like did a few things like in this era. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, nobody like who has that, no offense to Ralph Macchio, but who has like that robust an opinion about Ralph Macchio? But, you know? and, and not only that too, but it's like when you say something like that in a reviewer, it's like I've always thought that like blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like the the idea of like putting something like that in a review is kind of like 
contrary to popular belief. And I don't think people are out here being like, Ralph Macchio, what a, what a fucking dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think people, I don't think the going consensus of Ralph Macchio is like cool, badass, not sad sack of an actor. Not to say people think he is a sad sack, but mm-hmm. like, if you think Ralph Macchio is a sad sack, I don't think it's necessarily like, like a flagrantly like mm-hmm. controversial or like spicy opinion. Yeah, I will. I will say the other two were very tricky. I was very tricky with them because the first one technically was the karate kid. It was the 2010 Jaden Smith karate kid. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure what they were trying to say is Cobra Kai. The, the <laughs> Kia, I just think it was just okay. a massive or <laughs> misspelling of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is peak fiction, peak fiction, my ass. Uh, and then the third one was also very tricky was uh, the Netflix um, Cobra Kai, like rewatch movie called Cobra Kai, the after party. Interesting. Which I'm assuming this person is saying, well, 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 Cobra Kai couldn't handle the heat and thought it could escape the jaws of my review. <laughs> I think the guest is just like, well, 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 they didn't put the show Cobra Kai on Letterboxd. But now uh, I have something Cobra Kai related in which to do a fucking three page long review. That's so strange. It's really, uh, really weird. This entire review is like a lot. I we have entirely have time too much time. It. It's so much. He, oh, he called. He's really. Does, he also really does not like Ralph Macchio. He keeps he keeps calling him a full sized baby. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Full sized baby, like three times. So funny. Uh, okay, uh, well, I am sorry. That is you it did so poorly, but it was still a very, very fun game. That's okay. That's okay. Are you, are you ready to go watch Cobra Kai? No, but I am Cobra ready to go Kai. watch Karate Kid. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Freudian slip. Let's go watch Karate oh, Kid. Let's do that right. one first. Let's do it. <laughs> No mercy. Uh, no, show mercy. no mercy. No, we're, no mercy. We're back. We're showing no mercy. Uh, so, Caroline, let's just get into it. Uh, fucking Karate Kid, what'd you think? This thing slaps. It's so good. <laughs> like, I, I have to say, I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. I was so ready for this to essentially be like an overblown, like Disney Channel original movie. You know, I was so ready for this to be a film that I was going to come into and be like, okay, like, I understand why people who saw this movie as a kid have like fondness Mm -hmm. for it. And I kind of thought that's where this whole conversation was going to go. But, um, the karate kid is weirdly really good. And, um, it's weirdly like peak eighties, like teen movie. Like it, it hits all of like the tropes in a way that feels like it's kind of almost inventing them as it goes along. You know what I mean? Like I I can see having seen this movie, I can see a lot of like weird eighties, like cliche, like cornball cliches that come up in all the eighties movies. You're like, why does every eighties movie like have fucking this in it? And it's like, and it's because the karate kid did it. 
Yeah. And like yeah. the Karate Kid is inventing these things to be a part of its story. So it works in the Karate Kid in ways that like when other films, like the whole fucking like carnival scene, you know what I mean? Like when they go out yes. on like the date to whatever, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, like this feels fresh in a way. It just doesn't in like so many other 80s movies where we get the we're going to the carnival montage, which is such a strange cliche to have. But I feel they, like it comes up all the time. They set a damn montage too. Is the name of the song You're the Best? Um, I think so. Yes. I think well, that, and that's what yeah. I said is I figured because that played at like like the main like set piece of this film, like it took place in like the, the, the main climax. Yeah. I figured I was like, you know, I figured this is like a power of love thing for uh, Back to the mm-hmm. Future. You know, I was like, oh, this was probably like a tie-in and that's fucking cool. I yeah. never knew that this, that that song was like, I don't know if it's a quote unquote from this movie, but like mm-hmm. certainly this is where it got its notoriety if it wasn't written for the movie. I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I don't, uh... I don't see any information just like right up on the, oh, no, wait. Okay. No, wait, I found it. I found it. So Joe, oh, the karate kid the original best. motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, it was, um, it was originally written for Rocky three, but was rejected by Sly Stallone in favor of eye of the tiger. Okay. And then all the right. Karate, he, karate kid just swept it up. Okay. Cause that, yeah, that, that is the thing about, um, that's the thing about eye of the tiger is it's such an mm-hmm. iconic song and nobody remembers it's from the third rocky movie well yeah I because know the first that. four of them are all so iconic like everybody yeah. loves the first four rocky movies that like you know it's it is one of those things that like you know it's like the friday the 13th thing where it's like everybody thinks the first friday the 13th movie is about jason going around murdering people it's like no he does yes. not come in until the second movie but it's yeah. just like all of our cultural memory, like it's so important to like what we think of when we think of like the essence of these franchises that like everybody thinks that Sly Stallone runs to the top of like the Philadelphia uh, city hall in the first Rocky movie while Eye of the Tiger is playing. And that's just not how Mm -hmm. that happens. No, it's in the third one. It must need to be mentioned that the first Rocky movie was directed by the director of Carter Kid, John G. Albinson, a man who won much acclaim for those two movies, then looking at his filmography, did nothing else of any notes for the rest yeah. of his life, unfortunately. Um, what do y'all remember? I can't find exactly where I put it. It was a while ago when we played the game. But in the game, one of the Letterboxd reviews was about how Ralph Macchio was like, I don't know, remember the words the person used, but like how Ralph Macchio was like a spineless actor. Yeah. And um, yeah. Macchio... Here's my experience with watching this movie. Because as I said in the first half, it's I have seen this movie a lot, but it's been, you know, a probably 15 years. Yeah, probably since I've seen it. So, like, I remembered all the major beats. And similarly to you, Caroline, I was like, all right, I'm going to immediately, I'm going to keep going like, oh, yeah, that part. Oh, yeah, that part. Oh, yeah, that part. And, like, have a lot of nostalgia for it. But I'm not really going into this expecting any kind of greatness. And I was proven wrong. It uh, slaps and hits. But my big experience was that like the first 20 minutes I'm watching this and I'm like, man, Johnny kind of sucks. Like I kind of don't like this guy. Like he kind of sucks. And then as soon as Pat Rita shows up, like you in mean Daniel? force. Because everybody. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Oh, Johnny. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Da- Daniel yeah, sucks. So the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Until, Johnny, until Johnny. the very end, which we'll get to. I, yes. I, it is. 
I will say, given that we now know that the Cobra Kai show is a thing, that very end with uh, Johnny, I was like, man, they teed up a, a show about this guy, like real, they didn't even know they were doing it, but they gave him like two seconds of screen time. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll see you in 20 years on Netflix. Like very cleanly. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh yeah. So I'm watching Danny and I'm like, Danny kind of sucks. Danny's kind of like a whiny kid. And then as soon as he starts forming the relationship with Mr. Miyagi, I was like, oh wait maybe that was kind of the point and like yes that yeah that's, got, that's very like, much he's, the point he's not just like a, an 80s movie like flatly written everyman character like he's not necessary because as a kid i related to fucking danny you know obviously like watching that movie i'm like oh yeah i want to learn karate sounds cool i took karate classes wait did, did i you tell really? you guys oh i did i did for like uh like that. a year and a half did i tell you that the karate studio went to um, the guy who was Pat Rita's stunt double came to my class one time. Oh, wow. Something that I did not appreciate as a kid, but as an adult, having just rewatched the movie, I'd probably freak out because I'd be like, you did the crane kick. That was you. That's so cool. I saw your silhouette on a stump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 No, yes, I mean, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So so I, I think that's um, a good place to jump in because I... I was very, very, very surprised by like Ralph Macchio's performance. Like I, yeah, like things you know about this movie is like obviously like Ralph Macchio, like for better or for worse, you know he would do a few more like '80s movies, but like he's pretty much best known for this, and like he's kind of a bit of a punchline, you know, mm-hmm. um, like nowadays unfairly probably almost certainly but like i feel like i hear ralph macchio referenced more as like a joke of like oh the guy who was in the karate kid more so than like oh ralph macchio like person whose work we are discussing um like i was really pleasantly surprised in like i was assuming he was gonna be like just like a little whiny baby boy and like Mm -hmm. he plays like actual like pissed off like smoldery chip on the shoulder like really 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 well and especially too like they hit a really good like dynamic with his character which is he is like the small scrawny kid and he's not like he doesn't have the like you know he doesn't have like the small dog syndrome of like Mm -hmm like being way too over the top, like, no, fuck you. I'm big. I'm strong. I'll kick your ass. And then like getting mm-hmm. his ass beat. It's just like, he plays that, like, that like simmering, like I fucking hate the world, like really, really well. And I was like very pleasantly surprised for like him doing this as like a 16 year old, especially because he's like so baby tiny. I kind mm-hmm. of anticipated it being like, a, oh, like everybody's picking on me and I'm so sad, like me. But like, really, he plays like kind of shitty little Jersey boy, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the first scene in which he's kind of rude to his mom during that whole like first half hour. Anytime he's like a little snippy with his mother, I'm like, hey, dude, like calm down. Your mom's clearly going through some shit. Um, but then by the end, it becomes really believable I think because one, you just, once you get to the plot point of uh, the fact that Elizabeth Shue's family is so rich and they're so poor, like that differential, you get, okay, this is part of why this kid has a chip on his shoulder. And then also by that time, like the Cobra Kai boys have beat this dude up like a number of times. Like seven times. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, which 
again, is one of the things in the first like 40 minutes that I was like, this is ridiculous. Why do these guys keep coming after him? And obviously it's a little cartoonish, but like by the time you get to the scene where, you know, uh, Johnny and Miyagi walk into the dojo and like challenge him and you learn a little bit about the dude, about their fucking sensei, you're like, oh, they're beating him up because yeah, they're being led by this, this shithole dude who's just like, yes, beat up the weak every opportunity you get. Like, yeah, and I love yeah. um <laughs> I love the stakes of the wager, which mm. are if 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 I win, you have to stop picking on me. But if you win, you get to kick my ass on site whenever and For also my teacher too. <laughs> you get to beat up me and also this old guy I brought along. No questions like, asked. Like whenever, like that's so funny. Like the 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 sensei is just like um, he's just like um, he's like it's open season on mm-hmm. the both the yeah. Like, oh but yeah, I mean, like I don't know. Like I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised with how like a lot of this movie went. I mean, like yeah. especially to like like the more like outbursty scenes um from mm-hmm. Ralph Macchio, like especially the um especially the one where he's like, well, you didn't ask me, mom. Um, yeah. Like, it's really good. Like, mm-hmm, I yeah. was very sh- surprised to see that he was, like, actually so young. Yeah. Um, well, I, I will say, because I looked it up, I was like, it, it, it was, I was like, man, they definitely, like, Machio's got to be, like, 14 in this. And, you know, all the other high school students are played by adults, right? And, like, no. No, he's three, older than Elizabeth like, Shue, which blew he, my yeah, mind. Elizabeth Shue's, like, 21, and he's, like, 23. And um, uh, Zabka's, like, 18. He's the youngest, you know? He's, like, I don't even, he was probably, like, a full-on teenager when they shot this, which is hilarious. And also, you know, probably, if you look that young when you're 23, that probably helps you get, get to that place but yeah wait yeah, so Manchio, wait, was Ralph Macho mm, really 23 I think so if I did the math like you know last night when I was watching it and I kind of like did the quick math because it's what 84 this film is uh, 84 yes 84 84 damn yeah do the math for yourself double check me yeah um, um I'm, I mean I believe you but well, because I was just watching and I was like, holy was shit, like, yeah, he was weird... born in 61. So he was yeah. 22. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's still a good performance and he's still like doing a good job. But like, I, that makes a it lot more weird. sense because I straight up thought this kid was like 14. Like, actually. Exactly. Well, I was, well, the thing that was weird about it is me because the first scene when he kind of meets Elizabeth Shue, um, I, I was just like, this is weird. The classic, like, oh, yes, a 14 year old boy having a, a relationship with like an, a young adult woman and then i looked it up and was like oh no he's older than her like weird no yeah yeah you know? I, I did the same exact thing because i was like I, like i had that thought too of like i was like ah classic hollywood if like mm-hmm. if if the guy is younger than 22 then he's got a hot older lady and then if the guy is mm-hmm. older than 22 he's got a, a lady six years too young for him mm-hmm. by any exactly. by any margin and i did the same thing as i looked it up and I'm like, oh my god he's actually older than her yeah, which is uh, utterly insane. Um, but yeah, so Macho is really good. But I will say that I, I mean, I mean, the guy was nominated for an Academy Award, but like, Maria is the soul of this thing. Like every second he's not on screen, I miss his presence. Like, wait, wait. Hmm, did on. you say that this that he was nominated for an Academy Award? He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in 1984. As for, he should for the have karate been. kid for the karate kid. No, Marita. Oh, oh okay, yeah. good. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. 
good. No, not I Mach- like it. <laughs> Caroline, did no, you also no, think Pat he Marita. was talking about Ralph Macchio? Yeah, I think the way no, you said no, it. No, sorry, okay, yeah. sorry. You shifted in a way that I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think you were like, I think you were like, I think you said something. I think you, it was like, um, you know, oh, like, it's good to talk about Ralph Macchio, but he won an Academy Award moving into oh, Pat yeah, And it yeah. sounded like you were saying uh, that Ralph okay. Macchio or was I've nominated for an Academy Award for The Karate Kid, mm-hmm. which would have been fine. I've only had, it would have been weird, but you know, I know I've only had one cup of coffee today. So sorry about that. Uh, but no, no, Pat Morita was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Oh, which, absolutely. Did he win? You know, I uh, no, he was nominated. Sad. Good but, nomination. I mean, good for him. It's a good. It's a good nomination. Hey, hey, were we? Were, if we were doing ballots that year, I, I would have put him on there, like for sure. <sighs> He's for like, sure he, on he my senior ballot. Yeah, absolutely. He kicks ass. But no, what I'm saying is that, like, again, my like roughness with that first 30 minutes, and like the broadness of it was kind of I wasn't really gelling with, and also, like I said before, I thought I'm like, oh man. You know, I don't know. Danny's Danny's kind of a shithole. I don't really know about this kid, but. Once you re- once Pat Reader really shows up, the, the movie just just it's just breaks out into a run. It's just so good. Every scene with him is good. They get better and better. The relationship between the two of them is excellent. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I gotta say too, like I um having known the wax on, wax off thing for mm. so long, yeah. like like that's like so like famous for a reason um yeah i was very pleasantly surprised with how it uh how it did come into play mm-hmm. like and i don't know this is just one of those weird like like the reputation precedes it so yeah so much that like you know obviously i knew that it was like um you know, obviously I knew it was going to be that thing where Ralph Macchio is like, no, like I'm supposed to be learning karate. Like you need mm-hmm. to like teach me karate. And it's like, no, the skills you are learning here are like foundational for what I will teach you in karate. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, like even if you've never done karate, you know, we've all had like, we've all had like teachers and coaches like be like, no, no, no. You've got to like learn to do this like really silly little thing, but that will give you the discipline to do the thing that we're mm-hmm. doing. But Awkward. um. I was like very pleasantly surprised with how it was executed. And then like, yeah. you know, the scene where um, he actually employs it, I was really expecting it to be, and maybe this is just like an American thing. Like maybe this is just a thing where it's like, you know, I mean, most American films have father figures who are fucking assholes. You know what I mean? Like it's like tough love, yes. you know? So I was yes. expecting, I was expecting Ralph Macchio to kind of like blow up and then have Mr. Miyagi be like, you fucking like baby little idiot kid. Like you can't even see what I'm teaching you. And like, mm-hmm. and then just like have it be like a, a lesson and have it be like almost like a shouting match or not mm-hmm. a shouting match, but like an argument. Yeah. And it was so nice where it's like, it's like, you know, um, he was, again, this is just another classic example of like the bar is in the ground, mm-hmm. but yeah, but <laughs> It was very impressive that, um, like, you know, like Danny kind of like bubbles over and kind of like boils over and like gets really upset. And then he just calmly is like, no, show me this technique. Yeah. Now show me this. Now show me yeah. this. Now yeah. show me this. Now show me this. Now keep doing it. Oh, look, you're blocking my karate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, like, guess what, know. idiot? I taught you something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought that was really, really nice. Oh, yeah. No, midway through this movie, 
I really locked on to it. I think it was probably around, I don't remember specifically like when I said it out loud, but I like verbally said midway through, I think it was about when, when they go back to the dojo and then uh, Miyagi like does the challenge. Like he, he invokes the challenge of all see at the karate turning. I just out loud was like, Oh, this movie's about how like our boys need positive male role models. And yes, I was exactly. and, like, and like that, like that aspect of it personally really like really did it for me. And like, that is the reason that I cried watching this movie several times because it's just like, yeah, we just like need good dads. Like that's like, yeah. it's been, and it's, our I think society it's, needs good dads. Like, and like you kind of hit on it earlier, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, even like at the tournament, like the two kids yeah. who cheat both like yeah. tell the sensei, like, no, like I don't uh, want to cheat. Like I'm going to get yeah. disqualified. Like I don't want to cheat. And then they do it because the person mm-hmm. in power is like, no, yep. you have to. And it's like, uh-huh. you don't just like learn these things from nowhere, No, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that really is like the central theme of the karate kid is um, having positive adult role models in your life. Yeah. It's, it's all about how like toxic masculinity comes from somewhere. Like it's, you know, Hey, you know, like our boys, they don't want to be shitty, but if you raise them to be shitty, then they're going to be shitty. Like, what are you saying, I, Corey? Uh, sorry. I was going to say, I'm not, a, I wasn't hundred percent sure he was going to win the mm-hmm. tournament or go back out and fight for that reason. I thought yeah. it was going to be like, uh, you know, once he got hurt, I was like, oh, it's about the lessons you learned along yes. the way. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. The school of rock ending. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is exactly. No, let me tell you, I have two like- Or or the marry me ending. Or the marry me or ending. Yes, the exactly. Marry me ending. You know, uh, uh, I, I will say I have like two kind of, not even major problems with this movie because again, ev- I think that everything that rules about it so vastly outweighs everything that's kind of clunky and weird about it that like it just plays so well. But like Corey, I agree with you because again, I've seen this thing before. I know all the beats. I I know the you know I knew the ending of he's gonna do the crane kick and he kicks him in the face and it rules. And then yeah. you know, cut to me last night actually physically cheering on my couch, just being like, <laughs> yes, yes, Johnny, yes, you got kicked in the face, Danny, you did it. Um, but uh. Yeah, it gets to the scene where he's lying in the back and it it does kind of a little bit break the themes of the movie. But again, the ending rules so hard that it doesn't matter because the whole movie, Mr. Miyagi, the thing he's trying to teach him is we don't like, hey, here's the thing you do. Karate's not for fighting. It's for defense and for self-discipline. We don't pick fights. You know, if you're going to be a young man of, you know, of any kind of um, any kind of like uh, personal personal courage or you're going to have any sort of like self-determination in your life. You can't just be like a toxic asshole that goes out and tries to be aggressive with people. And like, we don't look for fights and we celebrate the wins we have. We don't celebrate some hypothetical win that we need to achieve to like, you know, gain fame or whatever. Yeah. And then it cuts to, and Mr. Miyagi tells him, he's like, Hey man, you, you did a good job. You, you did as much as you needed to do. And he's like, do you think I could have won? And he's like, yep, pretty good chance. And that's, you know, and you get the sense of like, and that's all we can do in this life is get as close as we can. And, you know, had the movie- And then he goes ended, back out there and he wins and yeah. it fucking and then, rips. And then in like, yeah, and then it cuts to, he's like, can't you do your like magic kind of orientalist, clap your hands, fix me instantly thing. And Miyagi's like, hell yeah, I can. <laughs> and the, the sound design is so cool. And then it cuts to him going back out there. And you're like, I don't care about the themes of this film. I just want him to kick Johnny in the face. So like, oh. that is problem number one. And then problem number two is like, 
I think it, again, I think it like works hypothetically, but just the screenplay doesn't support it, which is the scene when he gets Allie back, you know, the whole, and I kind of, and again, I like the idea of it. Of He goes back to the arcade and he's like pestering her and he's just being like a shitty dude. He's just being like shitty Danny trying to pester Allie because he's, and clearly all this stuff just comes from, he is not confident enough in himself to like try and be a good partner. And then it breaks to, she's like, all right, well, get away from me forever. And then uh, Allie's friend is just like, you're you're an idiot. Like if you you think that she has some kind of complex because you have a complex, you need to get over yourself. And he's like, I guess I do. And then he walks out and he's like, so we're back together now. And she's like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you had some character development off screen. So I can tell that you're good to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her, and like when that her friend was like, "What does she owe yeah. you an explanation?" Kenzie was like, "Yeah, yeah, she does. She does." And like again, it's one of those that like it would have made this two-hour movie another like it would have been two ten, but like you kind of need a scene where like the two of them actually talk it out, you know. But you know, so it still works. I like that Allie's there cheering for him at the end, so it doesn't matter to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. And um, uh, so much like this film just kind of brings it out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. uh, remember when suddenly this movie's about Japanese internment? Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, here's so, and it's real. Like, I love it. Like, it's great. Oh, it's like, so I was, good. I was stunned to see people like, like a, a film, like talking about it openly in mm -hmm. a negative context in 1984 not that people didn't yeah. think it was bad back then but like fucking i remember in high school like learning about it and it being like oh and it was like pretty fine like you know <laughs> we like, all had a nice summer camp together it was exactly like, exactly yeah. like, i remember like learning about it in high school and like it being the very whitewashed like but it was mm -hmm. okay like because they had clothes and snacks. So like mm -hmm. it was fine. And then like obviously like growing up and like that conversation has like really like evolved um a lot, even just like in the 10 years since I learned about it in high school or whatever. It's mm -hmm. been 10, 12 years. But like I was very shocked that just like this film too, like straight up, like, and again, the bar is in the ground, but, mm -hmm. but the yes. film brings up out of nowhere. Oh, by the way, like his family were victims of like Japanese internment and like it sucked and they died. And like, yeah. And like, there's no, there's no getting around it. There's no whitewashing and there's mm -hmm. no like, um, you know, and it's not that thing of like, they don't even have to explain what it is because, yeah. like, you know, a shittier version has Ralph Macho be like, gee, Mr. Miyagi, like, what's this paper like here? Like, I don't, I don't know what any of this stuff is. And then Mr. Miyagi is like, oh, like, well, like back in the war, like this happened. And like, there would be the explanation for it that would kind of like, you know, explain a little bit of it away probably. Mm -hmm. But like, or even just like he would be like, and then there were like three bad people in the United States government who said we should do this bad thing. And mm -hmm. even though everyone knew it was bad and nobody mm -hmm. ever liked it and nobody ever cared for it. And like everyone said it was bad forever. Um, <laughs> these two bad people made the bad thing happen anyway. And that's why the bad thing happened. But no, this film is just like, you fucking know what this is. And yeah. like, that's it. Like, yeah. that sucks. And yeah. uh, it just kind of really blatantly like leaves no room for like any like 
but like but. it doesn't really leave anything in there. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, his his wife was uh, interned while she was pregnant, and uh, she died. Baby died, and then she did too. Yeah, cut to Franklin Delano Roosevelt about to sign the bill. His hand shaking, going, "I can't. It's so evil, and yet oh, I must." But no, no, it's like, yeah, it's the the scene of him, you know, drunkenly celebrating the anniversary is a a scene that I love, and like the dialogue is so. Um, that like Marita's given is like so severe and so blunt and he plays it so well and so tragically that you just, you, it's a grand human tragedy of this guy fought for a country against his home country, against his own people. And he keeps yelling bonsai and, and Danny doesn't get what it means, which is kind of funny, but also like very tragic fought against his own people And then the country he was fighting for in turn, his wife and unborn child, and they died while he was on the front lines. And that is some grand human tragedy. That is some Shakespeare shit. Like that is, whoa, you know? And yeah, that's uh, point number two, which I cried in this movie. Um, But yeah, and then I like that scene also because in terms of the theme of like, we need better male role models for our boys. It's also like, Mr. Miyagi is not like some perfect wizened figure who, you know, just like comes in and fixes Danny's life with like Orientalist magic. He's like a real guy. And like sometimes real guys get drunk and sad. And yeah, that's also part of it, you know? Yeah. That's part of having a life. Uh, it's just the way Danny, just him putting the letter away and then just giving him the little bow because he's a sensei and then walking away. Like that is such a big moment for Danny too, because it's like, Oh, this kid is learning to respect people and like himself. And ah, it's great. I love it. (sighs) Good movie. Great movie. movie. Really? I didn't expect to like it as much. Me neither. Neither did I. I was kind of dreading it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was excited for it, but excited for it in a very different way. I was like, oh, this one's going to be a goofy time. We're all going to have fun, you know, laughing at the excesses of this weird 80s uh, uh, sports comedy. And no, no. Yeah, it's got no, some I was I was very much ready to it. I was very much ready to be like, oh, like, I see why this is popular. And it's like, it's like pretty like kitschy now, you know, like it's, it's like, you know, looking back, it's like, it's kind of like cringe to watch it now, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. I could see why people like this back in the day. Like I can see why it's so popular. And I was watching it and I'm really like, oh shit. I was like, is the karate kid like like a top five eighties movie for me Mm -hmm. now? Like I was like, it was like two thirds of the way in. And it was like, you know, I think it was just like, uh, I don't even remember at which point, but like I was finishing it up this morning, like, and there was like, there's like 20 or 30 minutes left. And I was like, is this like one of like the great eighties movies? And mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, and okay, here, here's what I have to say. Here's yeah. a diagnostic for, um, how good this movie actually is, is I was watching it and partway through, like when it was at the, when it finally got to the tournament, like towards the end, I'm like, I'm like, do I have to watch Cobra Kai? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, like, I'm no, like, do I have I to watch before, Cobra Kai? Because, like, I really like Billy Zabka. I know. Well, then, no, that, I had the exact same thought, and it hit me. I know the exact moment it hit me. It's it's when the sensei guy gives him the sweep the leg thing. He says, sweep the leg. And you just see in Zabka's face the, the I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, dude, I that know. Is, and it's like, like 
Yeah. Yeah. I, <sighs> I love that texture to it. Cause like both of the kids, like, cause like, mm-hmm. they are fucking assholes and the entire mm-hmm. time, like they're antagonistic, like little shit. Cart- cartoonish assholes, like absolutely yeah. like eighties like, villains. And like, Hey, uh, newsflash folks. Here's the thing about a lot of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of teenagers are, uh, suck. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are, uh, <laughs> they're bad and they don't know what, uh, being alive is and they don't know what like existing in a society is and they don't know what, um, impacting other people really means. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of kids are cartoonish shitheads. And so it's really, it was really, really nice when they got to, you know, cause there's even a few moments where it's like, it's like, yeah, he's being a dick, but like, you know, when he pulls up in the car, um, when they're coming back from the carnival and he's like, Hey, do you want to get in? And he's like, your friend can come too. And like, and like, you get the sense that like, yeah, he's being a, like a little, like he's being mean, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, you get the sense that like, he really would let Daniel hop in the car with him if it meant Elizabeth shoe was coming too. Yeah. Like you yeah. get that sense of like, of like, you know, like that, that teenage boy thing of like, well, I know, like I harass you at school. I know I'm like such an asshole to you, but like, it's nothing personal. That's just what you do when you're a teenager. Yeah. Like, I'm 16 years old. I'm supposed to harass and like yes. belittle people all yeah. day, every day. Like that's, that's what 16 year old boys are supposed to do. Like, and I'm saying that yeah. is the ethos of this, yeah, 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 of these yeah. characters, not mm-hmm. me, obviously, yeah. but like, um, and so there is that like really nice thing where it's like they could have just been cartoonishly evil, like the bad kids at the school versus the good kids. Mm-hmm. And I love that both of the kids who cheat have that moment with the sensei where they both like, I mean, the first kid fights back and he's like, nope, don't fucking care. Like no mercy. Yeah. And then Zabka, you just, you see that, like, you see yeah. that dread on his face. Cause it's like, he just wants to do his sport, you know, like yeah, he's just yeah. like a high school athlete who wants to t- train in a sport and win his tournament. And he's the best like, guy in the dojo. Like this is his moment to win. Like clearly yeah. this is the thing he's been working for. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's so nice that he hands him the trophy and yeah. he just says, yeah. he just says like good match. Is it LaRusso? Yeah. Good yeah. match yeah. LaRusso. Just and good he's match like crying. LaRusso. He's crying and he yeah. says good match LaRusso. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's the thing I was saying before. It's a, it's a learned toxic masculinity thing because it's like, not only is just like, yeah, 16 year old boy, douchebag jock, bro. Like that is just their ethos. Like I got to beat you up at school, but also it's like, cause my karate dad told me I have to beat you up at school. Like that right. is the value that he instilled in me. And like, it's that dude is, I don't even know the name of that actor, but he is very Off good Grant in this. As, yes, I thought the same thing. I saw his face from the side. I was like, is David Hasselhoff in this movie? And I just completely yeah. forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. But he is such a good, bad dad. Like he is yeah. such a good embodiment of like, of toxic masculinity where it's this thing that a lot of like shithead dudes will preach. Like it made me think of, um, alpha chad <laughs> like alpha chad stuff but like like youtube alpha chad because i've been been watching a lot of like youtube fitness content and like some of it is very good and very informative and like a lot of it it's so easy to fall into like dudes that are preaching some real alpha nonsense and like a lot of dudes will stick to this line of like you got you know it's about gr-, you know it's the it's the fucking billionaire mindset shit too where it's like it's about grind it's about hustle it's about determination it's about you know whatever and it's like all of that all of those values for that kind of toxic male it so 
are are so thinly veiled because like those are just like bullshit words they use to entrap young boys that don't actually mean anything because it's not actually about doing that. The thing that they're actually teaching is about like defeating your enemies. It's about victory at any cost. And like this movie puts that into exact words. It's like this, you know, this fucking shithead Cobra Kai dojo, their whole thing is like, we are determination and, and strength and skill and courage and togetherness. But no, it's it's not actually that. It's, it's, it's just, you know, being an asshole and cheating and, you know, winning no matter if you hurt somebody or not. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's ah, pissed me off. Pisses me off. As it should. Yeah, yeah. And I'll give you my review of Toxic Masculinity. Fucking two thumbs down. Oh, I was wow. not seen officially on yeah. the record as so great. Uh, yeah, you got yeah. What Carson, a, you're such a good ally. ally. What an ally <laughs> I am. Oh my I god, said, what's that? What's that sticking out of your wallet? Is that an ally card? I see. Are you a card carrying <laughs> member? Well, no, it's, it's, I put on a, a cool karate headband that just says ally. <laughs> <laughs> then I walk up to the bar and up to a woman at the bar and I say, hi, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, ally. <laughs> I am a, I might only have a uh, yellow belt in karate, but I have a black belt in <laughs> being an ally. <laughs> uh, I love the, uh, all the bits. Okay. So here's another thing. Cause like much with the internment stuff, but like, Watch this movie. Like I said before, there's a couple of bits in this where you're like, okay, this is a bordering on a little orientalist in a pretty, a pretty weird negative way. I think, I think you could maybe go, I think you could maybe even go a little bit past bordering on. The music choices are pretty, those in particular, but, and and also Mr. Miyagi's magic healing hands. Um, But this movie is not unaware of like, racism against asian people like it it does use it as a part of the text uh definitely a bit. definitely yeah, like and i was just thinking about the scene where they got to steal him the black belt and like the whole lead up all the things with you know they do the fake of like oh he doesn't know english she's the interpreter like it's fun 80s comedy goofs but also it's like yeah they can only get away with that because everyone around him isn't actually looking at mr miyagi like he's a real person like just Danny right. is and like yeah. that's why they're friends the joke yeah. of uh, when he says, uh, you're welcome, before he walks away, mm-hmm. after they do the whole translation thing, I fucking yep. loved. Yeah, so good. So good. Or like the, you know, as they're training on the beach and the two dudes, the shithole dudes. And Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi rules. He's my new hero. He's my new dad. He walks up to the guys yeah. and he's just like, hey, I got to, we got to get going. So like, could you take your cans off my car, please? And they're just like, nope. And the dude makes like a dumb, stupid, fake Asian face. Yeah. And Miss Miyagi's yeah. like, okay. And he just karate chops their beers in half. <laughs> and then Daniel's like, how do you do how that? You do that? I don't like, know. First time. Know. First time. I was just trying something. And I was like, oh, it's man. Jazz, this guy, baby. It's all, hey, karate's a lot like jazz. It's, it's, about the, it's about the punches you don't throw, you know? Which is, yeah, I mean, that's actually a good point it's because karate is all about defense. Mm-hmm. And um, he tells him, you don't get to learn punches until you learn everything else. Punches are the last part of it. Yeah, And then kicking and I mean, someone in the face is the very last part of it. And I mean, like, obviously this is, um, this movie is significantly, significantly, significantly less egregious. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it is the green book thing of yeah. like, you know, like if you have a white dude writing a script and a, and a, and a white dude directing a script about how like, racism against other people's bad it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's really well-meaning and like 
like it could be fine but like yeah like you're always gonna in order to portray stereotypes that you are not with which you are not intimately familiar you're gonna have to engage with them a little bit and they're probably gonna come off kind of funky yeah but um yeah I mean it is that thing where it's like you know it's um Daniel obviously never like never really comments on the fact that Mr. Miyagi is like not white and never like makes fun of or does anything like to suggest that he like you said he's the only person mm-hmm. there who like actually thinks of him as a person and it is like and and then you do have like the explicitly bad characters doing a racist caricature of him yep. yeah. and it's like you know and like so like the film is clearly like especially with the whole like internment thing it's very clearly like hey uh, don't be racist towards Japanese people that is bad yeah. but like also in order to like portray I mean even just the cliche of like but then the old wise Japanese mm-hmm. man d- down the street is actually a karate, a karate master, master. Yeah. like that alone is mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I mean like I don't know like I'm I'm very white so I'm yeah. mostly just kind of repeating what I have mm-hmm. heard in terms of like you know rhetoric about like depicting race so like please anybody feel free to correct me oh, yeah but, absolutely but, yeah yeah it's the and it is and it's you know it's the thing we always say as much as they did remake karate kid it's like oh man you would have to you'd have to find a bit of a different spin if you were to do it today but i i, I will say another thing i do like and again it doesn't forgive the film because it's like okay the movies but the movie's doing this too a little bit where it's like appropriating japanese culture for that but the the fact that he comes and he's like oh yeah you're learning karate and immediately mr miyagi's like yeah i know karate you want me to tell you everything about where karate comes from it used to be a chinese word and then it came over to japan and it means this thing now and it's like oh yeah so then for the rest of the movie every time miyagi interacts with all any of the white people in america that are doing karate it's like no, these guys aren't doing the real thing. They're just appropriating some nonsense they probably learned from a book. This old Japanese dude seems to actually know what he's talking about, you know? Yes. Like, yes. that That I think is important to making it work a little bit. Better. And I think it is, like, you know, I, I did have the thought while watching it that, like, when he, okay, when they get to the tournament, mm-hmm. um, there is a member of the Cobra Kai team who is Black. Yeah. Um, there is, like, one member of the team, but, like, I when watching it i I do believe in the dojo scenes he's the single person there is white no because the it's that same the black guy is the guy in the dojo who gets beaten up first Uh, gotcha yeah Yeah, yeah, in the first when they do the first sparring match and like yeah 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 but it's it's like otherwise a very white group of dudes yeah and and like that's that's probably pretty personal or pretty purposeful pretty purposeful yes well the the other sense i i also think a purposeful thing is that when uh danny first walks in the dojo and he's looking at all the awards for the other sensei is like there's also a bunch of like american military shit in the wall and it's like ooh. Both of both of these karate dads served in the American military and they had vastly different experiences, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And it's yeah, you get to that's a little bit of texture that I think uh really adds to the whole thing. Uh, this is a good movie. Um I'm trying to think what else was on my mind watching this. I do another thing that was ridiculous was. I do wonder if like the direction given to Elizabeth Shue at the beginning of the movie was like, okay, 
not only are you flirting with this boy, you need to make it seem like you are in love with this boy from the first moment you see him. And then uh, the whole rest of the movie is just got to be him being like, I don't know if she likes me or not. I can't, you know, maybe mom, I don't really know. I can't. She keeps like finding me in school and being like, and being like, Hey, tell me all about yourself. What's your life or whatever. But like, mm, I don't know. But then, but, but even that, like that in the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, this is a little stupid. But then once you get to the bit where it's, like I said before, once you realize that she comes from a rich family and he's got this chip in his shoulder because he's poor, I'm like, okay, this is like a little bit more believable because he is kind of, you know, Danny is sort of like, oh, yeah, it makes no sense. She's rich and pretty. It wouldn't work. I, I just doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. 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 No, uh, I, I definitely agree. And like, I don't know, it, it, this movie does, I think, capture like, um, just like, that teenagers are idiots who do stupid things and the things they do do mean a lot to them in context. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that this movie walks a really good line of like, okay, these kids are very clearly being like immature, confused children. Mm -hmm. Um, Like their problems do matter, but like not making it seem like, you know, but actually the most important thing in the world is to get a girlfriend at high school. And it's mm-hmm. more like that is, that is like a means to an end of showing like, Oh, like, like his relationship with Elizabeth, she really is kind of like this, like, is Daniel adjusting? Well, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it is less like the most important thing in the world is to see if like Daniel can get a fucking babe. And yeah. it's more just like, it's more just like, okay. Like, and when Daniel's not doing so hot, he's going to like, it's going to show up in his relationship with Elizabeth show. Yeah, you know? exactly. And when he's like doing a little better and he's gaining some confidence and he's like, you know, you know. Do, you know, doing a little bit better for himself. Like that's going to show up in his relationship with Elizabeth shoe. And I think that is a line that not enough teen movies walk. Mm-hmm. I think way too many teen movies are like, you know, that's the thing I just mentioned of like, well, the most important thing in the world is to make sure you have a girlfriend in high school. Yeah. Like the most important thing yeah. in the world is to make sure that everybody at your high school knows you're a cool fucking dude who rides a skateboard. Rides <laughs> and- a skateboard and does karate chops. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, speaking of karate chops, I, I'm thinking about, because we we have our couple things. We have our Into the Spider-Verse slash Matrix rule. I yeah. think, um, I think I might, take out the state like i might stake out the claim of this might now be called the karate kid rule of like Mm. it's something we talked about um when we talked about the the matrix over on patreon and it's a thing we talked about when we talked about twilight over on patreon um so go to patreon and listen to those episodes but like that thing of like when you are making a film that is about like either like subject matter or people or like whatever that aren't necessarily inherently quote unquote cool. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to pander to the audience and put a bunch of bells and whistles on that thing to make it be cool or to make it yeah. be important or to make it be uh-huh. awesome. If the movie thinks it's awesome, the audience is going to think it's awesome. And like, yeah. I think that's what this, this movie does that really well with karate, because uh-huh. like, I, like karate is like such a punchline, you know what I mean? Like nowadays, yeah. it's just like, but like, I can see why, like in the eighties, like because of this movie, and I don't know if this movie is like the peak of this or if this movie starts it, but like so much eighties media is centered around like dudes who know karate. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. I was like, I was thinking about this in reaction. And again, I don't know how purposeful it is, how much this is like, we're doing a knowing deconstruction of the, you know, public's perception of martial arts in movies or whatever. But so many of those 80s and 90s action hero dudes are like self-proclaimed, you know, karate, kung fu, krav maga masters. Like that is such a big part of the 80s action guy aesthetic. And the right. fact that like, the guy who most looks like David Hasselhoff in this movie, the most like traditional 80s badass action hero looking guy is the the villain, like explicitly the bad guy. And yeah. like the explicit hero is like a skinny little kid and an old Asian man. Like is, <laughs> is I, I don't know, again, I don't know how much of that was like knowing, but it does, I think, say something in reaction yeah. to, yeah. And I just think that like it is, it is very fun in this that like, the like the tournament and i don't know like i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know karate believe it or not gentle listener believe it or not i do not know karate <laughs> um but like it is that thing where it's like when they especially when they get to the tournament it's like you know they are very 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 short like two three move sparring matches you mm-hmm. know what i mean like just to see who can land the hit like it very much looks like the sport what i imagine mm-hmm. if you go to a tournament like you know i imagine a karate tournament is not 10 minute drawn out like death matches of like yeah. two masters doing backflips and shit uh-huh. um, but it is just that thing of like because the characters think it's really fucking important and mm-hmm. also because they get people who can actually do a lot of the physicality like i was thinking about it today and i have not seen the the, the jade and jackie chan um mm-hmm. Uh, karate kid but i imagine nowadays like if you make the karate kid like there's gonna be a lot of cuts in the action they're gonna be really long drawn out fights like it's gonna be all about like being badass and stuff and i really appreciated that this movie is just like no 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 actually if you have one guy go at another guy like if you have a guy run at Billy Zabka and then Billy Zabka in the blink of an eye, yeah, like slides underneath him, actually hooks his leg beneath his own knee and mm-hmm. spins around and knocks the dude down. Yeah. Like that eight seconds of film is cool to watch. Yeah, it is. Like it's really neat. And like if you just like have faith that like your movie, like if you just shoot things with like respect and with like, you know, reverence and with like the coolness in mind, like you don't have to, you know, like Daniel doesn't have to have a cool red, um, like a cool red karate jacket with flames on it. Like he can just have the little white uniform with the black belt. And like, that's fine. He has a white uniform with a black belt and a, uh, and then a, 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 something that was stitched by his, his sensei and wife. Oh, uh, third time I cried in the movie when he gave him the when he gave him the thing and he turns it around and then Danny realizes and Danny immediately starts saying, "I can't take this. Like this is literally, I do not deserve this." Like, yes. and that's a, another big moment of Danny's uh, Danny's character arc is like he becomes so grateful for everything that he has because he realizes what things mean to other people, and it's like. <sighs> good movie i like it good movie yeah um the only thing the only other thing i think i have to say is i wish i had a cool karate dad who gave me an old-timey car i love also him giving the old-timey car is really cool i also like that like the fact that the first one he gets into has the dog tags in it definitely makes me think that miyagi's like well he's like miyagi's like i'm gonna i'm gonna tell him he can choose anyone he wants but like 
he's going to choose the convertible. He's a 16 year old boy. Like he's like, I know which one he's going in for sure. So I'm going to plant that there for him, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Just yells bonsai. Bonsai! Bonsai! <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's the Karate Kid, I think. That's the Karate Kid. It's a good movie. Um, it really is. I'm, it I'm really, really is. I'm very glad that we're all on the same page because, again, as I'm watching this movie last night and I'm literally crying at it, I'm like, oh, God, I hope everyone likes this as much as I did. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to look like a fool. No, yeah, I was absolutely so ready to come in and just be like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I understand the hype. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But like now, like this thing. Okay, actually, I gasped several times, especially during the yeah. fights. Like when mm-hmm, yo, mm-hmm. when pe- when they just like fucking kick each other in the face, like every in time. I, and like face. I don't know, it's so it's just so cool because like so many fucking movies are like, look at this cool drawn out fight scene where people are getting punched a hundred times, and it's like a thing people don't realize is um. Yeah. A thing people don't talk about enough that I think movies have like ruined people's perception of it is like here's the deal: if you get punched in the face one time, you're you're go you're going down. Yeah. <laughs> like if somebody punches you as hard as they can in the face, you're hitting yeah. the floor. Yeah, um, yeah. And like it is just like it is like so crazy to just see these people get off the ground, kick each other in the face, and then just somebody hits the deck and like all in the blink of an eye. And several times I was just like, <gasps> yeah. Like I just gasped. I, I would definitely watch the um uh the like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead scene of like there's two dudes in the audience who are just like oh, I have nothing to do. You want to go like watch a karate tournament? That sounds kind of fun. And they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna like go get high and watch a karate tournament. And the two dudes in the audience are just like, what the fuck are the rules of karate? Like what, they just keep. <laughs> wait that kid's leg is broken and they're letting him fight like whoa like (laughs) this is crazy well uh yeah this movie rules i'm very glad y'all liked it um Corey, would you like to tell the fine folks at home where they if they if they enjoy this episode where they can find us on on the interwebs i would love to uh, if you Thank like you. what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Uh, leaving a review will really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash HHYNSpod. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok at HHYNSpod. And a very special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash HHYNSpod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks ranging from one to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash HHYNS pod. Awesome. And um, this is the moment, this is, this is everyone's favorite part of the show, which is Caroline pulls up the spreadsheet of, of our schedule. Yeah, we know what we're doing. Yes. Oh, um, Corey, was that, was that, was that, what was that? Was that some kind of European language? Is that, Corey, why are you welcoming why are you to welcoming the end of the podcast? The end of the podcast. <laughs> um, so Carson, uh, I think Corey just gave up the goat a little bit, but next week we are going to be talking about um, uh, the Liza Minnelli film uh, directed by Bob Fosse, Cabaret. Wow. Yeah. I'm wow. excited. Sorry. Liza. Okay. Musicals Liza are Minnelli exciting. outlives Liza Minnelli outlives probably this podcast. Let's when are we real. gonna oh shit? Oh shit. Okay, wait. I forgot to say a thing. 
We, okay, so this is, we've, the episode is done. This is the epilogue to the Karate Kid episode, right? This is the epilogue. This is the epilogue. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Okay, yeah, so, all right. So I watch Karate Kid last night, right? And then I'm like, okay, I got to take a break. I was going to start watching another movie for the podcast as well. But between those, I was like, oh, wait, I really want to watch. There's an episode of Community in the last season. It's it's also one of the best episodes of Community, I think, where they the joke is that like Jason Manzukis is directing a play based on the Karate Kid. And yes. I watched that and I was like, oh, that's a that's such a goofy idea, a play based on the Karate Kid. What a funny, what a funny idea for community. And then I thought about it. And I went, wait a second. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, they made a Karate Kid musical. Oh yeah, it's going to Broadway. Uh at, next year? Year after? Uh, uh wild. We need to yeah, maybe um we'll see. Uh to only time will tell. Um sounds bad. Yeah, sounds bad. Sounds like sounds no. bad. I'm sounds gonna, like gonna no. go ahead and say. Yeah, no, but yeah. Uh, hey, that episode of Community, very good. Really good episode. Really good episode. Uh, all right, cool. Epilogue done. <laughs> End of podcast.